fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is that time again. Hey, welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. It's a pre-Friday celebration trying to get you set almost for the weekend and one week away until Memorial Weekend where people can enjoy going to the lake, going to do the parties, going camping, whatever you end up doing, just going out and barbecuing or just staying inside. I don't really care. It's your prerogative. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Although, Enjoy it while you can, I will say that, because apparently it sounds like we may be seeing some more shutdowns of COVID-19 and wave number whatever this is of 2022. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We'll get to all that here in just a little bit. Hey, welcome into the show. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Bottom of the hour, we have Jared Knott, author of the book Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. We've had him on the program a few times talking about tiny mishaps in history that have changed the course of our timeline or our history or however you want to look at it. And we'll look and see what latest blunders from the Biden administration plus Russia in the Ukraine and more. We'll get to that, plus the latest news with COVID as they look at locking things down again for the summertime, which I honestly would be okay with $10 gas that's predicted already. Anyways, the state of Washington already programming some of their gas pumps to be at $10 in preparation. Uh, I think that's a sure tail sign that we're not going to be traveling or doing a whole lot anyways. So that's gotten for you. Plus, the government, are they able to count anything at all efficiently, or are there going to be issues in just about everything they try to do? We'll get to all that and more throughout the program today. So lots to get to, plus the World Health Organization doing a vote this weekend. Conspiracy or rational? We'll talk about that. And yes, we'll even try and get to some UFO uh, hearings that the White House is doing or the, the Congress is doing this week and what's going on there is it a distraction or is it actually informational stuff but i promise yesterday we didn't get a chance to do it yesterday so i don't want to waste any time and jump right into it since it's always a long interview and we went way long so we chopped it up and got a portion of it here on the program but we do our monthly interview and sit down with the congressman out of the fifth congressional district out of the great state of ohio congressman bob latta who joined us on the program we're going to play that here on the voice of reason congressman how are you my friend I'm excellent. How are you today? Living the dream. I appreciate you coming on. As always, we love chatting with you. There's obviously a lot of things I want to talk to you about with things going on, election season with the Russia and Ukrainian war, along with inflation and more. But I know that you guys have had a busy couple of days in D.C., especially with Democrats really trying to ram through a whole lot of bills for you guys to vote on. Not quite sure why. Maybe they're trying to set their platform to say that they've tried to do, quote unquote, something going into election season. But what have you guys been working on and what type of votes have you seen over the last day or so? Well, you know, I think the, the top thing that Americans should be thinking about right now is what the Democrats are trying to ram through right now, and this is this price-gouging bill. And what they're trying to do is give the president almost unfettered authority to, uh, to go into this and to declare that, that this, this is going on and turn the uh, Federal Trade Commission loose. And, but the interesting thing is the Federal Trade Commission, through the years, when they've been asked to look at price-gouging on gasoline, has, they've never found it. 
because of what's happening in the market. And just kind of give you an idea, in one of the uh, Washington papers this morning, you know, Larry Summers, who's no conservative, uh, has even uh, stated that the bill would uh, exasperate energy inflation by preventing more domestic production. Now, that's that's an interesting thought, because this is what this president has vowed to do since 2020, is to kill fossil fuels in America in a debate with uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, he said uh, unequivocally he would he was going to you know bring down fossil fuels in America. Well, you know, this president's doing it. He's he's now going with uh, you know taking uh, with Venezuela. You know, it's like a country that we shouldn't be dealing with, and so he's trying to open things up there, and and you know to purchase uh, oil from them. It, but why aren't we doing it in North America? Why, you know, why did why did he kill the Keystone XL, the eight hundred thirty thousand barrels a day? You know, taking you know the, early on with the sanctions with the the Nord Stream two, which is going to bring natural gas from Russia into Germany, and everything this guy has done has been proven wrong. Yeah. And uh, you know, he just recently uh, last week, what's he want to do? Make sure that there's uh, the federal leases out in the Gulf of Mexico and also off of Alaska, don't happen for production. And so I'm not sure where they, he thinks this stuff comes from, but uh, you know he's doing everything he possibly can to make us more dependent on people that don't like us, that we send more dollars overseas, and make sure that Americans are going to be paying the highest amount in gasoline that this country's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It said you're right. They're doing everything but what actually needs to be done. And just a few months ago, they said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to release the oil reserves, you know, a million barrels a day for the next six months. And that's going to help alleviate things, which we knew it wasn't going to because, Congressman, as you know, we use anywhere between 22 to 24 million barrels a day and releasing one million barrels a day is not going to do anything except deplete our oil reserves. And gas prices dropped like 10 to 15 cents for a month, a week, a couple of weeks. And now they're back up again and higher than what they were before. They haven't said anything of like, oh, yeah, our policies before failed miserably. So now, like you said, they're going out and buying oil in other places to try and compensate and offset this. And it's not working. We're literally just doing everything except for the one thing we actually need to be doing. Well, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, when you talk about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, that's there for one reason, a national emergency. This is called self-inflicted. And you're absolutely right, because when you look about the price of what people are paying at the pump, it's actually going up. The more they release, the more the price goes up. And, uh, you know, like in this great state of Ohio, 82.5% of everything that comes into our state is trucked. And now when you have diesel, you know, on average at $5.50 a gallon, that it's just driving up the prices. I'm going to guarantee you that the farmers, as I see them out in our fields now, across our great state, you know, they're out there uh, getting the fields ready and start plant the planting season, that the uh, food costs are going to be up. Why? Because we don't have, you know, the, the production on our energy because they're going to have to pay more for it. And at the same time, you know, we've become so reliant on countries that don't like us, well, like Russia, where do we, you know, where we have to get our fertilizer from? So you start looking at all these things, and, uh, you know, it's one crisis after another with this administration. But the one thing that they always do every time, it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's always somebody else's fault. I mean, for example, Congressman, I, I never thought that we would be in a situation where we would have a baby food shortage in this country and a baby formula shortage. I mean, this is taking things to another level. And while they continue to pass the blame, they have zero platform to run on for the campaigns because the economy is going in the tank. The inflation continues to skyrocket. And now we're seeing a shortage in the basic necessities that we never thought we would see a shortage of in the country. Well, and again, with the baby food, uh, you know, formula shortage out there, you look at a couple of things. Number one, you know, you look at COVID, you know, some of the, the supply chain. But then you look at the, you know, with the FDA and with Abbott, who was one of the producers out there. But, you know, again, once they, once they know that something's happening, they should have started a long time ago saying, oh, you know what, maybe we need to find some other sources out there. Well, you know, it's after the disaster occurs when they say, oh, maybe we better do something. Mm-hmm. So once again, as I said, that there's no planning down there. I mean, it's just like waiting for the next disaster to happen, and then they just have to get ready to get their fingers ready to start pointing who else's fault is going to be. But uh, you know, he doesn't have anything on his desk that says the buck stops here. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And like you said, if they're giving the centralized power to the Biden administration, I mean, we heard the clip from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez just a couple of weeks ago about trying to just erase student loan debt from individuals across the nation and how the president should have authority just to be able to sign an executive order and wipe it clean without even congressional approval. I mean, is this the type of power we're trying to give the president right now? Well, you know, even Nancy Pelosi last year said that he didn't have that authority. And, you know, but then some of these Democrats are getting weak and say, well, maybe we better start thinking what we can do. But <laughs> when you look at that student loan debt out there, it's about $1.5 trillion. Yeah. Now, think about this. Wiping it out, who's going to pay for it? The American taxpayers. You know, you and I have talked about what we're going to have to pay just on interest on the national debt, not paying down our debt in 10 years' time. And now we've gone from... Early last year, when the Congressional Budget Office came out, the score was saying that in 2031 we would pay $799 billion to pay interest on the debt. I asked them what uh, mid part of last year, after you know, they passed that $1.9 trillion boondoggle uh, that they called COVID relief, was just more government spending that not one Republican voted for. That how that added to uh, you know the pressures out there, and then they came back and said, well, actually the interest payments can be. $906 billion. We went from 799 to 906 in less than six months. And one thing that the president actually, I had, you know, I'll give him credit for this one, got it right when he released his budget was never going to go anywhere. They're estimating it's going to cost $1.2 trillion just to pay interest. That would be the third highest payment that the American people are going to have to make just to pay interest on the debt. We're going to probably have to borrow money to pay the interest. Wow. That's that's a scary thought. Now, at the same time, we have the Biden administration that says that they're lowering the deficit, that they're paying off the deficit, and that's been their big talking point over the last couple of weeks. Uh, is that true? Are we actually paying off the deficit? Because I don't see that. I see inflation continuously rising at eight and a half percent. I see them wanting to push for more spending with different programs with their, you know, they pass their infrastructure bill and they want this, you know, Green New Deal and they want this uh, Build Back Better plan. They're trying to spend massive amounts of money while trying to tell us they're paying off the deficit. Well, you have to look at that. What they're talking about there is that if you go back, you know, in 2020 when the pandemic was at its height, and, you know, and things were just, you know, shutting down across the country, and, the, you know, we had to make sure that small businesses kept their doors open because, again, you know, the federal, you know, the government mandated everybody to shut down. And so, you know, that's a taking under the Fifth Amendment. 
So, you know, the, we, we don't have that spending going on right now. So they're taking credit for saying, oh, look, we're not spending that money. Well, <laughs> but it's like, folks, you have to go back and look what you all did. You spent $1.9 trillion. And then again, you know, their infrastructure package, which I did not support because they didn't pay for it. And yeah. so that's another thing that's out there that's causing uh, all of this. And, you know, and the American people understand. I saw an interesting article. In one of the, I can't remember if it was in the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Times this morning, but you know, they were talking like with Elon Musk. And, you know, it's interesting what he said. He said because of the inflation is being caused by what? Massive government spending. <laughs> I mean, how much, it, it, the American people understand it. And uh, until we get this, you know, because we went from 8.5, and then we dropped a little bit to about 8.3% inflation. But one of the things you have to go back to, when, this, when President Biden took office, Inflation in this country is about 1.4%. Nobody was even talking about it. Yeah, it was not, it was it was never even in anybody's mind that we we're talking about inflation because it wasn't there. But because of what they've done, is why we got the inflation and just skyrocketing right now. And yeah. then again, to, to try to, to, to this thought, you know, about the, going back real quick to the student loans. What? How how fair is it for people that act, are we going to pay people uh, who actually work? and worked their way through school and didn't take out student debt? Or what about the people that said, you know what, I'm going to work for several years before I go to college to make sure I have a nest egg built up so I can pay for college. Are we going to compensate them? I don't, I've never heard them say that. So it's just like, if we're, you know, so a lot of people are going to say, it's not fair. And it sure wouldn't be fair to say, the drop on the taxpayers, $1.5 trillion. All right, that was Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th District of Ohio. Lots more to get to here on The Voicers, and we'll talk about that when we come back here on a pre-Friday celebration. Stay right there. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. John Wright, it is. Welcome into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the place. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks again to Congressman Bob Ladder on the show from the 5th District of Ohio. Here's the thing. As always, we recorded that interview yesterday. He always gives us a lot of time, which we love and appreciate very much. We almost went 30 minutes with that interview. We can only play a small portion of that on the show. So after this episode, we're also going to upload it onto the podcast, the special feature, full extended episode and interview with Congressman Bob Latta. So if you want to hear more, which he's got some really great content in there, highly recommend that you do so. Find us on the podcast, uh, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier, on any of your favorite podcasting sites. And you can download it. You can subscribe. You can listen to that extended interview with him unedited unclipped and uncensored so to speak as uh, maybe we'll start titling that as something like the voice of reason behind the scenes I don't know it makes it sound like we're mischievous or something like which maybe we are. Who knows? You'll have to listen to find out. But Congressman Bob Latta, we appreciate his time. We'll get him back on the program again next month. Bottom of the hour, in just a couple of minutes, we have Jared Knott. So just a few minutes to cover a couple of things. But I want to ask you a really serious question. Is the government efficient in like anything that they do like a single thing anything at all anything oh okay that's what i thought that's what i thought so the numbers came out for the u.s census from 2020 if you remember that uh, as we did the census counting and apparently now after oh so long ago npr is reporting that 14 states out of the u.s have had significant miscounts in the 2020 census numbers that came into the federal government How is that a shocker to me? Now, remember, this is the same government that's trying to push for H.R. 1 and H.R. 3, which are the voter consolidation, voter centralization acts that are trying to give the federal government more authority in elections and counting the ballots. And the ones that are saying there is no fraud in any way, shape or form that ever happened in elections at any time. This is also the same government that's trying to pawn off that Joe Biden's an extremely popular guy, which we recently found out is not the case since Breitbart News has reported that almost half of the Biden followers on the Tweety are fake accounts. They're not even real supporters. Now, he's got nowhere near the following on what social media did that Donald Trump had when he was on the Twitter and other social media sites as well. But he has some because he's the president of the United States. But apparently, according to Breitbart, half of those numbers are fake, which means probably half of his supporters are fake, which means probably half of the voters were fake of Joe Biden's election, which means the government has reaffirmed itself that they have no clue what they're doing and are completely inefficient in any project that they try to set out to do because 14 states apparently are miscounted in the 2020 census. Now, why is that significant? Because that's where we decide where federal money goes to, to certain federal programs. 
if we undercount or overcount, depending on how much money the state actually gets based on the population count for the census numbers. And conveniently, the ones that were overcounted with an overcount included states like Ohio, where 30 to 40 percent of their populations on Medicare and Medicaid funding, the state of New York, the state of Massachusetts, the state of Rhode Island, the state of Delaware, the state of Hawaii and the state of Minnesota. Those would be the states that got overcounted in the census. And mind you, those are states that are predominantly run by left-wing Democrat progressives and that get lots and lots and lots of nice little goody socialist programs from the federal government. States that were undercounted include states like Florida and Texas and Mississippi and Arkansas and Tennessee, according to NPR. States that are in the South that are predominantly conservative and that usually fight against government programs in some way, shape, or form, which we don't want them anyway, so you can, you know, take your program and, you know, where to put it. But at the same time, it just shows, is there a bias going on? Is it just a simple, oops, we totally miscounted here? Or is there some type of shenanigans going on with the fact that we had a miscount of the U.S. Census for misrepresented population sizes, which means miss amount of money going to certain states wrongly based on the social programs, based on those numbers. Again, from the federal government, the things that make you go, hmm. Some reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into The Voice of Reason all over the country. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen. We appreciate and love you to death, so welcome aboard. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Thanks for hanging out with us. Boy, it flies right on by. We haven't even gotten anything yet. It was just the teaser of, hey, this is what's kind of going on in the world today. And I guess that's what we love, right? We know we're having fun when it flies right on by. Let's get into what's trending of the day. What do you say? What's trending today? Super happy to have this guy back on the show. It's been a little bit since we've chatted with him. And I want to get his thoughts on some of the latest going on with current events around the globe. And as he writes in his latest book, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters, 39 Tiny Mistakes That Changed the World Forever, which you can find that book online at his website, tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. Jared Knott back on the line with us here. Jared, how are you, my friend? 
Just fine, just fine. It's good to be here. It is it's good to, ha- to be here. Yeah, Thank it's you. good to have you back on the program. I always enjoy our chats. I love the historical aspect to what you bring in those tiny little hiccups, whether it's an accident, whether it was uh, it's, uh, whether it was uh, intervention from a higher power, whatever it was. Right, the fact that right. little tiny things in history change the course of the future is fascinating to me. And now with so much stuff going on in the world today, do you think that's happening right now as we speak? Yes, the most of the things that happen today are, uh, I think, uh, deliberately evil. Talking about the uh, war in Ukraine, but of course the uh, situation in the Wuhan lab there—that uh, <clears throat> I wrote a magazine article that was published about uh, two months ago. And I was pointing out that two of the biggest medical developments of the last 100 years both came as a result of uh, mistakes in the laboratory. The first one was very good, and the second one has been horrible. The first one was Alexander Fleming, and uh, he was known for keeping this as a St. Mary's Hospital back in London, way back in 1928, and he was known for keeping kind of a sloppy lab. Mm. So anyway, he takes his dirty dishes, petri dishes that had bacteria spread all over them, uh, leaves them in the sink, and goes to Scotland for a two-week vacation. Okay, fine. He comes back, and, uh, and here's all the dirty dishes, and he notices a penicillin mold Okay, has landed in the middle of the bacteria dishes, and it has killed all the bacteria around it. It's a clear area all the way around the mold. Whoa. Wow. It keeps growing and you know, puffy white that turns orange and black and dark green and then bright yellow. And lo and behold, it's a bacteria-killing element inside this penicillin mold. He, of course, wrote a paper on it, but it took nine years for the other people doing a lot of uh, uh, practical work to be able to uh, manufacture large amounts of penicillin came just in time in 1942 in time to save millions of lives in World War II and then, of course, millions and millions of lives since then. Not only did he discover penicillin, but the entire field of antibiotics was discovered by accident just uh, because he was uh, kind of sloppy in the laboratory, okay? And God bless him for that. Of course, won the Nobel Prize. Of course, more recently, we had the situation of in the Wuhan, uh, the gain-of-function research. The evidence indicates that there was gain-of-function research. Evidence is indicating that it was deliberately done, uh, not deliberately necessarily escaped from the lab, but it was not something that came from the animal kingdom. It was done with gain-of-function research, gain of function research sure. inside of the Wuhan lab, and of course, it has killed uh, five and a half. They think actually more like six or seven million people. India, they think, is understating its total, so it maybe as many as uh, ten million people that have been killed as a result of that laboratory accident. So I guess the moral of the story is uh, uh, be careful. But if you have something uh, positive comes along, be observant. Yeah, be very observant. And when these little things happen, when we see these major global issues like this, like a virus, or if we see a world war, or some of these, you've talked about World War One and Two uh, in past times that we've chatted with you. Uh, a lot of these are sparked, honestly, by just little bitty decisions and little bitty mistakes, and on a personal level that somebody did that blew up into a international event. Yes, yes. It, it seems like it's a small thing at the time. A chauffeur takes a wrong turn. Well, okay, he just goes down and makes a left turn, cracks it or something like that. But you have the assassin waiting there on the sidewalk when they pull up to stop at the, at the, at the corner there. And whoops, whoops, boom, boom, boom. Archduke is assassinated. A huge, huge domino effect there. He's to World War One and indirectly World War Two. If this chauffeur had not taken the wrong turn, who knows what would have happened? 
it's uh one of those things that you would just would just as human beings will just never know. Yeah, it really is a speculation. Now, as we look at Russia and the Ukraine right now, obviously the war is still ongoing, but the Ukrainians have done a fantastic job being able to hold their own and defend their territory, drive them out of Kiev, drive them out of most of the country as Russia had to go retreat and start a second wave, which are still, as far as I'm aware of, haven't heard lately, still battling somewhat on the borders right now. Is that by maybe a blunder from Putin with lack of military intel, lack of proper military decisioning, or, you know, was it meant to be this way, do you think? Well, the Russians could have won a quick war easily enough just from the size of their army. But the big, big weakness in the Russian army is uh, logistics. The, uh, in the United States, uh, for every hundred soldiers we have fighting directly in the field, there is at least another six or seven hundred or eight hundred. In some ways, it's a thousand. If it's a large unit, there's some duplication, and it doesn't have to be a thousand to a hundred, but it's like six or seven hundred, something like that, of logistical support personnel for every hundred uh, that are in the field. Well, the Russians, nothing like that. For every hundred men they have in the field, they have maybe 30 or 40 in logistical support. Well, okay, fine. I guess they consider that a, an economic measure, but there's a, a Russian army is running out of gasoline, running out of food, running out of medical supplies. Also running out of preventative maintenance the equipment and materials, running out of repair maintenance and materials. And so as, as the war starts to protract, it really expose itself. The <clears throat> Ukrainians have great grit, a lot of grit and determination. And historically, it is difficult for any army to occupy a, a nation where the populace really doesn't want them there. That was true for the American Revolution. It was uh, true in Afghanistan when the Russians uh, were there. Uh, it's a difficult thing to occupy a country where they really don't want you there. No. And, and the Russians are just not up to the task. And they're basically, you'd say, have to say losing right now. But, of course, uh, Putin may not give up. He may, uh, or he may end up taking just the, the eastern regions and calling that a quote-unquote victory. But uh, he's they've been actually, right now you have to say that they're, They've lost the war and doing poorly. Russian army looks uh, weak and sloppy and, uh, and poorly organized. That is very true. But what concerns me about that is that Vladimir Putin, being the narcissist and the communist dictator that he is, he doesn't like to accept defeat and just accept the eastern portions. I mean, he's going to want to go all out, especially if he does have the medical conditions that are rumored to be and his state of mind right now with the paranoia of who could be trying to overthrow him. Do you think that he's one of those guys that would rather go down in flames, you know, go down swinging and trying to take all or nothing? Or would he settle, do you think? Well, of course, he may have some things. Forced on him, you made a reference to his health. There's indications that he does have cancer, yeah. and he may be wanting to take the world with him, something like <laughs> like that. But he does have some people around him who may, uh, if he were to try to get too aggressive, they might actually depose him. Yeah, I think he's trying to eliminate some of those people and various intrigues. But he does not have <clears throat> all the options in favor of him, even in his own country. And they were saying at the most recent. Victory Day speeches, he was being acting somewhat subdued and not be particularly aggressive or bellicose in his statements. He may have to be facing reality that he's going to have to settle for a fourth of a loaf or a fifth of a loaf or or, or less uh, to get save even a little bit of face. But uh, but the war could drag on for months or even years. It's it's hard to say, but it's been a huge huge disappointment yeah. for Mr. Putin. 
That is very true. That is very true. Uh, we're talking with Jared Knott, author of the book Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. You can find it online at tinyblundersbigdisasters.com. Not to get too necessarily political here, but looking at our stuff domestically and from my side of the aisle, what I'm seeing from the Biden administration is blunders left and right. When we see $5 gallons of gas and when we see inflation at 8.5% and when we see a baby formula shortage, are these just bad policies from a guy that doesn't know what he's doing? Or are these blunders that could lead to major disasters as we continue on? Well, excuse me for getting political here, but uh, I think I think you'd have to say, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" The Democrats are <laughs> just shaking their head. I mean, it, it seems like he's done just about everything wrong. Of course, Afghanistan <clears throat> was horribly, horribly botched. Uh, he should have gotten all the milit- all the uh, civilians out, and the equipment out. They would have tens of billions of dollars of equipment there for our enemies. Yeah. And, uh, I got the. They should have got the uh, civilians out first, the equipment out second, the money out third, and then finally at the last, then you withdraw the military. It was just horribly, horribly disorganized and mismanaged. That's just the beginning. Let me go ahead and shoot my mouth off here a little bit. But Larry Summers, former president of Harvard University, top economic advisor for uh, uh, Barack Obama. Okay. He warned in an op-ed in January, a year ago, January, that not to pass their $1.9 trillion spending package, it was going to cause serious inflation. Yeah. Many other economists agreed with it. Of course, the Republicans agreed with it. Don't, we we're just printing money to spread all that money around in the economy. It's going to cause serious inflation. Yep. Uh, and I'll tell you that uh, also, uh, well, yeah, the, uh, it just is a horrible thing. Also, too, when you're attacking the production of energy and uh, not being allowed, to, uh, drilling to be allowed in Anwar, not being allowed to offshore, not being allowed on federal lands, plus the, uh, the Keystone Pipeline being canceled, all those things force the price of energy up, which is very inflationary by itself because uh, trucks and diesels and tractors and the farms, everything is influenced by energy. Yeah. That's very inflationary by just- itself. Well, they're, now they're trying to say, okay, yes, it's Putin's fault, baloney, baloney. The uh, inflation rate hit 8% three or four months before the yeah. first tank ever got to the Ukrainian board. Just totally botched. It, it, yeah. totally botched. Like, it all just kind of built up. Built up. Yeah, we're out of time, my friend. It goes by way too fast here. It's Jared Knott, Tiny Blunders, Big Disasters. Jared, I love having you on the program, my friend. we got to get you back on again here real soon, brother. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure. TinyBlundersBigDisasters.com is the website. Lots more coming up when we come back right around the corner. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last couple of minutes here on the show. Thanks again to Jared Knott coming on the show. Always great to chat with him. A great pleasure. Tiny blunders, big disasters. Here's the big question, and I don't think they're blunders. I think they're just bad policy with Democrats overall. They don't make mistakes. They know what they're doing willingly, and they openly screw things up and they're like oh well i don't know why things are bad so the biden administration i don't think is making blunders i think they're just making bad policy which is why we're seeing high gas prices at eight and a half percent inflation and then they just blame it off on well oops are bad or no we didn't mean to or no that's not really happened or oh the old the guy before us actually did that or russia did that or whoever else, they love to pass the blame, never take responsibility. Seems like a vaguely familiar situation and conversation that we've had on this show before with like social issues and things, right? Democrats that just don't want to take responsibility for their actions, the cause and effect. I'm going to get rid of an, in a, a source of energy and then prices go up because there's a demand with a less of a supply. What a shocker. Cause and effect. <laughs> Speaking of blunders, though, did you see so former President George W. Bush was speaking at some foundation, I think it's George Bush Foundation, and made a little bit of a blunder himself a couple of days ago. Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. (laughs) Iraq. Anyway. uh, 75. Uh, Did he just admit that his invasion of Iraq was unqualified and uncalled for and that he shouldn't have done it? Whoopsies! Whoopsies! It is totally absurd. Uh, Hey, I'm telling you, you know what, George Bush, you're the one that said it. We didn't say it. That was all you on that one, buddy. Uh, I know you got a lot of flack for it back then. I mean, that really was what the line that started the absolute hatred, wasn't it? It was 9-11, and then George Bush, who's like the dumb guy who, you know, strayed from his village in Texas or whatever they tried to say. And then it went from that to, oh, thank God we have Barack Obama which he wasn't any better policy-wise to, oh, Donald Trump's the worst person on the face of the earth. Like their anger and their hatred level continues to escalate and just crank up the notch as little 
by little each administration whenever we have to recorrect the radicalness that they do on the other side, which is they move further to the left. We have to work harder to recorrect it when we do get back into positions of leadership and majorities in Congress and in the government and in the presidency. We have to overcorrect what they did because the next time they get in power, they go further to the left and they end up screwing up more things. And then when we have to work harder and correct even more stuff, then we're the bad guys that are going more radical or something. And they just crank up their anger and hatred because they were so close, so close to their pure utopia that they wanted of a socialist nation. That's just never going to happen. Sorry, bub. It's just not going to happen for you. So, so bad for that one. All right, we got a couple minutes left here. Speaking of going further and further to the left, while we have a lot of issues going on in the news right now, what's mainly in the news? We have what Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, which I'm shocked why that's still going on. I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. Let's be honest. I don't care about a personal civil suit because uh, a couple that's divorced is not getting along. I don't care doesn't make any difference to me. I want nothing to do with it in any way, shape, or form. I just don't care. We have some vaguely interesting news with Congress doing their open hearings on the UFOs, which I guess is our weird news of the day. Weird news of the day. But again, do you honestly believe that they're actually going to give us any real information? They're like, oh, here's like 400 cases that we're studying that we don't know anything about. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's the same group that last year released a little statement saying that they just started some type of organization or some type of department studying these things, right? Yeah, when we know that's not true. So it's just a distraction. As interested as I am about that topic, they're not actually giving us the real information. And I think largely because of what's going on with the vote coming up here in a couple of days and this weekend, which falls into the, by the way, the fact that COVID-19 is glaring its ugly face back. They say hospitalizations in New York have doubled now. Cases are on the climb again as we go into summertime in the third or fourth or fifth wave of whatever of COVID-19, trying to lock people down again. And it's either due to wanting to expand the drop boxes for ballots going into election season and not allowing us to be in person again, or... It's because of this new World Health Organization vote coming up for 194 nations, including the U.S., that would give up their sovereignty and allow the World Health Organization control for health reasons if they choose to lock things down or impose a martial law or people keep people at home like they are in China right now. And we vote on that on the 22nd, but people are more concerned about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp as opposed to, hey, wait a second. Is the World Health Organization going to be mandating us to do stuff here in the country? A bit concerning, but no one seems to be talking about it. We'll do that more tomorrow on a Friday. Until then, everybody have a great one. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.